Hey everybody, Caleb here with Fuse. I wanna welcome you to uh, the next several weeks of video content that we're making, hopefully to meet you right where you are. And we're calling it Life on Mission. I'll explain why in just a second. But this, while you're uh, sitting in the drive-through at Chick-fil-A or you're at the beach playing spike ball with your group, hopefully this content will be something that will be helpful to you and it will help you understand why you were created. Uh, the Christian life, has some movements, some rhythms, some cycles. And the first movement is a movement up. And this vertical movement is very simple. It just means that our first effort and energy goes toward giving our time and our life and our worship up to God. That's why we get the Bible and we study theology. We wanna know the character and the heart of God. We wanna know the teachings of Jesus. We wanna be able to recognize the voice of the Spirit of God in our lives so that we can do life with God. The second movement after we go up is to go inward and to pray alongside David who wrote the Psalms. In Psalm 139, Father, will you search me and know my heart, right? So we're this, it's this lifestyle of once we know who God is and once we understand the heart and character of God, then we go, okay, God, will you come and know me and search me? And so we begin to develop practices and disciplines and habits and lifestyles so that the Spirit of Christ can be formed inside of us. But after we go upward, and then we turn our effort inward, then it's time for us to embrace the Christian rhythm of living outward, of living on mission to serve the world that God created us to serve and love. We get these thoughts, these ideas from the Bible that, that teaches us our theology, that gives us our stance, our view, our teachings of Jesus, our, our effort to live life with the Spirit. We get this, and there's this man named Paul. Now the Bible is not just a book, it's actually lots of books written by lots of different people. It covers thousands of years. There's, there's poetry, there's, there's all sorts of different types of literature inside of the Bible in itself. But a lot of the New Testament, which is the back half of the Bible, it's after Jesus. A lot of the New Testament is letters that this man named Paul wrote to churches that he helped start all around the Mediterranean Sea. See, Paul was very not in favor of Jesus. At one point, Paul was very anti-Jesus. He was very anti the church. He's very anti followers of Jesus like me and you. He actually tortured them and persecuted them. He was very objective to their way of life. And then he converted to Christianity. He became a, a, a radicalized follower of Christ and was sent by God on mission to the world to plant church and build church. And so in his letter to the church in Corinth, he outlines for them what it looks like to live a life on mission. And so we need to go to the Word to find out what is our mission and how do we live this life on mission that God created us to. So let's pick this up in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. I'm going to read a lot of scripture and we'll just kind of go along with this. And for the next several weeks, we're going to talk about what it looks like to live on mission from this verse. Verse 14 says this, For the love of Christ controls us, because we've concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, you ready? So that those who live, me and you, might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Look, what Paul is trying to say is, we've concluded this, that there's a purpose to you being awake right now. That there's a reason you got up this morning and your, your lungs still had breath in them. There's a reason that you're in the family that you're in, you live in the town that you're in, you have the, the friends that you have. Everything in your life is there for a reason and for a purpose. And those of us who follow Jesus, we've concluded this, that my entire life now is wrapped up in the good news of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. 
So what we've got to do is understand that if my life, if my life mission, if my life purpose is, is attached to this mission of Christ in the good news message that Jesus came to bring, then we need to understand what it is. So here he keeps going on. From now on, verse 16, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. So what Paul is saying is this, everybody we see is a candidate for our mission field. Some of us, we think about mission and, and all of a sudden you think about a missionary, right? You can, you can go back and read some incredible books that you need to ask your group leader about that they will help you find and go through. That tell the story of men and women, young and old, that picked up everything and sold everything and moved all the way across the world to go live a life as a missionary. And we think about mission as that. And that's true, that's great, that's beautiful. But for most of us, now some of you may be called to go be a missionary, but for most of us, maturity is learning to embrace and understand the mission that God has called us to in our everyday life here and now. So what he says is, we regard no one according to the flesh. C.S. Lewis said it like this. He said, you're not a body with a soul. He said, you're a soul with a body. He said, you've never laid your eyes on a mere mortal, which means every single person living in your house right now is gonna live forever somewhere. Everybody on your baseball team, your parents, all of your teachers, all of every coach you've ever had and everybody that lives in your neighborhood, they're all going to live forever somewhere. They are eternal, immortal beings that have flesh. And so we say, we're not gonna think about anyone according to their flesh anymore. We're gonna view everyone through the spiritual lens of eternity and see their soul and see who God has called them to be and understand my life on mission is called to them to serve and love. He goes on in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When the Spirit of God brings your soul alive and when it helps to convict you of your sin and turn your heart toward Christ, you repent of your sin, you trust Jesus for your salvation. What happens is you're born again and you have this new creation that's being birthed inside of you. The old is gone. The new has come. This is our message. Verse 18, and all this is from God. You ready? I'm gonna clearly define it for you the way Paul does. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, me and you, we are ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal through us. So we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, me and you, we might become the righteousness of God. So if you go to the very, very, very beginning of the Bible, what you'll find is God created the earth and he created man and it's God and it's man together, working together to recreate the earth the way that God intended it to be, an earth full of love and justice and peace and righteousness, of obedience and favor and prosperity and beauty of all the things that we all search for and seek for and love. But mankind who was created in the image of God rejected the rule and reign of God and instead decided to pursue his own power, his own glory, his own way of doing things. And for thousands of years, you follow the human story all throughout the Old Testament as sin enters the world. And now everyone has this pattern. 
walk toward God, see his face, grow toward him, then reject him and pursue sin. And it's over and over and over again. It's this cyclical uh, way of life for thousands of years for people in the Old Testament until finally God says enough. And then Christ comes and God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself taking away the penalty and the punishment for the sin that you and I have walked in for years and making a way for us to be made right with God, to be reconciled to God in Christ. And then he says, now that Jesus dies, he raises from the dead, he ascends to go to heaven to be with the Father. And he says, now I'm giving you the ministry of reconciliation. As an ambassador for Christ, God is making his appeal through us. And so we look to the world around us and we implore them on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Come here for a second. See, the problem is most of us are never gonna be on a stage with lights and cameras. We're not gonna be preachers and teachers and people that we see in big churches. That's not gonna be our life because that's not what it was for early Christians. That's not the message that Paul was giving to the early church. But most of us will be friends and teammates and classmates. We'll be husbands and wives one day. We'll be moms and dads. We'll go on to be teachers and coaches and all the things that God is gonna allow us to be. And so what we've gotta do is we've gotta figure out how how to live life on mission in the spaces and places that God has called us to go. We've got to learn to view everyone around us as the soul that God created them to be and not see them through our through their flesh, but rather see them through the spiritual lens of eternity and learn how to live life on mission. So I hope that what you'll do is join us over the next several weeks as we go to some cities and spend time with some guys that you're going to learn to love, uh, to, you're going to love to learn from as they help us unpack what it looks like for them to live life on mission in their different spaces, with their different giftings and their different callings and their different environments. So let me pray. So Father, I just pray for uh, everyone that's gonna watch this. I pray for the, the life that you've called us to live on mission. I pray that we would learn to understand that you've sent us here. You've sent us to our families. You've sent us to our parents. You've sent us to our classrooms. You've sent us to our teams. You've sent us to our jobs. All the places where we're going, God, you're sending us there on mission to carry the ministry of reconciliation. And Father, I pray that we would begin to understand life with you is a life lived on mission. So would you join us? Holy Spirit, show us how to be fruitful in this ministry of reconciliation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hope you join us for the next few weeks of life on mission.